0: This person says, girlfriend gets mad and violent when she doesn't get an orgasm. So I'm 25 male, enjoying a happy relationship with my girlfriend, 21 female of 1.5 years. I started dating when she was 19. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with an intriguing blend of sophisticated analysis and tomfoolery. We have a spicy show planned for today with conversations around how a woman responds to not orgasming, a husband's adorable masturbation material, and revisiting mm. one of our favorite topics recently, can open relationships work. I'm Keith, my co-host is Mike. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Keith. And now it's time for the obligatory begging. We'd very much appreciate if you could rate or review us on your podcasting app of choice. We pay $10 for feedback, and we also enjoy receiving questions to answer on the show. You may reach us at at YMMVpod on Twitter or YMMVpod at gmail.com. The best way you can help us, of course, is to recommend us to your friends and family. Sure, this isn't the most high-minded show, but we're confident your connections will appreciate your exquisite taste. So let's get started. Mike. Mike i so how do you decide when to masturbate? I've been meditating a bit on the difference in our masturbation habits, and I want to investigate what's causing that. Maybe we should start by can you explain what you think the difference in our masturbation habits is?
1: I think that the primary difference i i first of all i'm uh it's interesting that you are so keenly aware of there being a difference it's um mm-hmm. Suggests that you're, I'm not even sure how you would have it. it makes me nervous. They're like cameras in my house or something. <laughs> but uh, I think probably the number one difference is going to be a boring one, which is just going to be like you have more uh, control over your uh, environment than I usually do, uh, meaning that you live alone in an apartment, <clears throat> whereas I live in a house with a family. And so that right. is going to enable you to have much more uh, access to alone time. Uh, with a guaranteed um, uh, lack of interruption. And I mean, that's actually important because if you, this may like never happen to you actually, but like if you uh, are kind of getting there and you get interrupted, like that's pretty uncomfortable. And so you sure. really want to, I mean, well, it's uncomfortable if you actually get walked in on, but setting that aside, because that's easy to avoid. Yeah, but the, the awkwardness uh, there is. is- it's awful well, it's easy to avoid with uh, with technology uh, a lot technology yeah, like fifteenth century technology like a lot <laughs> right. but, but 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 yeah, but like this thing of like it's more like the thing of you know you're just yeah, you're gonna be uncomfortable if you you don't want to start and not be able to finish huh. uh, that's a problem and so and so that's yeah. definitely I think that's the number one thing actually that operates as a determinant for me is like okay, well, you know, how much time do I have here?
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know what the arrangement protocol between you and your wife is, but uh I have a girlfriend, but she is not around seven days a week, like presumably right. your wife is. And so I
1: think that's also another key difference. That's right. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's not, I mean, and also like, you don't really, I mean, regardless of what kind of arrangement you have, like, I don't think that, um, I don't think that basically any guy wants to be beating off and have their significant other like just cruise in like that. I think that's not. I mean maybe there's some guy out there who that's like <laughs> that's that's their mode of operation, but I actually think that's not common regardless of what kind of relationship you have. Um just because it's I don't know, it's sort of intrusive on the other person and I mean if you're <clears throat> if you wanted to do some other activity, you would have you know, you would have pursued that other activity. Like you're doing it. Right. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. I mean,
0: I haven't been, I haven't had a live in partner for a long time now since my twenties really. And so I'm not really sure what the right, I Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure how I would negotiate figuring out in my mind. I mean, I guess over time you just develop, a pattern where you can sort of intuit whether your
1: partner is interested in having sex that day. Is that Sure. Right? I mean, but sure, but that's not like, uh, I don't think the right thing to think. I don't think it's right to think of, uh, like it's not masturbating and having sex are not direct replacements for each other, right? No, they're not like they're not. Yeah. So it's, so you might, you know, yeah, I mean you might you might make a choice regardless. You might not care. You might not care about what your partner's interest level is that day. And so yes, I agree with well, yes, I agree with your statement that you generally have some intuition there. Um I also think it's sort of it doesn't matter that much. Right. To to this decision making process. Do you feel regret
0: when you have masturbated and it later becomes obvious
1: that sex was available? Not typically. I could imagine (laughs) that. Are are you asking that question because you've had that experience? Well, I mean, my sexual experience over the last
0: 10 years has been, I I had one five-year partner, uh, but excluding her, there's often sort of the situation where I have to decide between masturbating and potentially compromising later sexual performance. Or holding out for sex, but risking being disappointed. And Ooh, I,
1: I'd like to talk about that second. That second one. Let's let's mm-hmm. hear more about that. What 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 is your? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, when you say disappointed, I mean like you still is this because you would, and it could still happen, right? I mean, although maybe maybe less, I don't know. But uh, in that second use case, uh, is it that you basically did, would not then? have like let's okay i'm imagining you basically decide not to masturbate because you're going to go out on a date with somebody and then you're going to have mm-hmm. dinner and do all these various things is it because you basically wouldn't you know that you would not have a t- any time alone between when that when that begins and bedtime uh and so basically you could get effectively blocked by your girlfriend is that the risk well
0: let's say it's noon okay and i'm yeah. bored and feel like masturbating it's something that I might not do if I am positive that I'm going to be having sex lately. It also sort of depends, like, how much I've masturbated over the last few days. I don't have to save up that much, but I don't want to be completely dry entering uh, a sexual encounter, especially an early sexual encounter. And so, yeah, there's like this balancing act going on there.
1: When you say completely dry, can you put more color on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, arguing by
0: extremes, let's say I'd masturbated five times the day of a date. And we go out to dinner and things are going well and she invites me back to her place. And now I'm there, but you know, I've masturbated five times that day. My, my sexual appetite is probably a little suppressed in that situation. Okay.
1: I was – I wanted to make sure that you were talking I, – I wasn't sure whether you were talking actual physical dryness, like uh, lack of <laughs> semen, because I was going to reassure you that, that – although, although you know, uh, I'm not sure if it was on the podcast last week or separately when we were talking to Allie about this, like she expressed some concern, like the, the, she would genuinely, I think, have a level of disappointment if there was not uh, fluid, uh, which I, I didn't really understand. I mean, I, I okay. All right, I can I guess. I don't remember some sense.
0: that conversation,
1: but I often don't I remember do. conversations when I've had two
0: or three drinks, which is well, there's good and bad aspects of that. But <laughs> is it is it the objective volume or the subjective volume? So subjectively, <laughs> she gets to know her partner and she expects an average of say, you know, 5 cc's of semen. And if he produces 2 cc's, uh, is it that difference, or is it, or is it like, or or does the semen itself have some sort of value to her? Like, is it is it the semen volume as a representative of how pleased he was, or is it the semen itself that she I- enjoys in some way?
1: It's a little hard for me to to stand in for her here, but I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. I think it's mostly. Uh, there's probably an element of uh, it being some sort of um, like the more more means that he liked it more, but I think it's mostly uh just that like the notion of like just feeling him uh, spasming and nothing coming out is just kind of like hmm. that's just not what's supposed to happen and that would be kind of a negative experience yeah um although I think that that like having nothing come out is sort of unusual um slash potentially impo- maybe not impossible but very unusual. Um, But I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like part of the expected experience or something like that. So just kind of weird if that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, Although, yeah, it's difficult. It's a difficult counterfactual because uh, she's probably never, and also keep in mind, this is only really going to matter in oral, (laughs) right? Because uh, PIV, you're not really going to notice exactly what's going on there. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's, and, and also it's a difficult counterfactual because I suspect that the situation well i mean i guess you could put like a really tight rubber band around your cock and nothing would come out there are some men that can hold it really tight and then they ejaculate into their bladder um yeah you've we've discussed that in brief before i would rather yes. not extensively discuss it's called it uh, sounds painful and disgusting it's and called terrifying. retrograde ejaculation if uh-huh. people want to look it up
0: yeah yeah have fun listeners uh I should have clarified this at the start but yeah my interpretation is that i masturbate significantly more often than you and Mm -hmm. i think your intuition is probably right that it is mostly situational so you don't have the safety to do it as ideally as you would like i live alone and (laughs) don't have any concerns around that and uh yeah you have like a somewhat more reliable access to sex than i do I, th-
1: I think that most men so when you say a lot i am gonna i'm gonna take that to mean that like what is your average daily frequency just ballpark i feel like daily is not the right unit it should be weekly or something okay fine weekly because what happens is on the days that i see no no I- go on I was just yeah. going to ask you what the weekly number. Was. I mean, the thing is, you can just divide it by seven. But let's let's see what's your weekly frequency. Is yeah, it but, four? Is it twelve? Well,
0: I have this variance because it depends on how often I see
1: sure. Alyssa. Okay. And uh, fine. Monthly? Do you want monthly? I don't know. I think. Uh,
0: I, <laughs> okay. Let's let's try to do weekly. Let's say this is a week where I am going to see. Alyssa for two evenings, and I'm going to have five evenings by myself. I think in that situation, probably the day after I see Alyssa, I will masturbate one, two, three times. Jesus. And and then, yeah, but see, we just have like a different pattern here. We have a different life experience that I think might be... Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, can you even know? Like, when's the last time you've had sort of like two interrupted weeks by yourself to sort of fall into whatever your natural p- pattern might be?
1: Oh, I, that's this is really easy. Like, my natural pattern would be on the order of once per day or less. Like, like say 0.
0: 0.7. Yeah, I sometimes like yeah. masturbating
1: three to four times a day.
0: It's I don't know if I do that. I don't think I do that once a week. Maybe once every two weeks. Maybe I should. Um, yeah, we've seen some of these sociopaths on on Reddit. I don't know if sociopaths is the right word. Psychopaths, weirdos on Reddit chart various sexual things. I wonder if I should chart every time I have an orgasm. And
1: Jesus, try to get to the bottom of this. You probably should. Uh, the the uh, one uh, thing I would For say times. is that um, what I, one question I have is so I'm I'm curious about two things, and I think our our listeners would be two. One is, <clears throat> let me finish though. One is. What motivates the three the day after you have an evening with your girlfriend? I'm curious mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, is it because you forget oh, having sex one with her One, because clarification, of the alcohol? one yeah. clarification. Yeah, I
0: think it would be the day after the day after. So you know, All the right. morning the morning that we're still together might involve some sex. And then maybe I would masturbate later in the day. But yeah.
1: Okay. But you see what I'm so saying? I'm like about- it's
0: complicated because yeah, like the, the presence or non-presence of a partner has
1: a big effect.
0: And so, yeah.
1: Sure. I understand. Uh, so, okay, hang on. So the first question would be what, um, what motivates that the day out of, whatever, you, you know, there, you you, you basically identified a trend. You identified that there's two or three the day after the day, after the day, after whatever, you know, the following mm-hmm. day. And then mm-hmm. the second question would be like, what, like, isn't the third time Say or fourth time, like not great. Like, I mean, I think the, I'd be interested in the answers to those two questions.
0: Yeah, the third or fourth times are not as great as the first or second. But if you space them out right and source adequately interesting material and you know, really commit to the pit, Uh, you can get it out. And yeah, I mean, they're not as great as the first one, but they're still positive value. And so why not? And I think a lot of this might have to do with boredom. I'm not sure. The thing that like prompted me to bring this up in the first place is, yeah, I wonder if given similar dependent variables, like, you know, (laughs) safety and lack of access to a sexual partner. I wonder if our patterns would converge to be around the same, or if I use masturbation as a tool
1: to relieve boredom
0: more than you and or most people.
1: I think the second one is likely, but I'd like to understand. So do you have any insight into why it's like two or three the day after the day after or whatever? Like what's, do you think you have like a upsurge in some hormone or something? because of having uh, had sex with your girlfriend?
0: Yeah, I think I'm a little bit drained from the experience of being with my girlfriend. And Mm -hmm. I don't like masturbating, say, three times the day of, or really even the day before seeing uh, my partner. And so, yeah, there's some sort of uh, sweet spot, Goldilocks zone there of it's going to be, there's, there's still a little bit of time before I'm going to see my partner next. It's been enough time since I saw her last and I have enough stored up to, (laughs) to work my way through three or four
1: masturbation endeavors a day. Interesting. Uh, uh, and what, um, have you had a situation in your uh, vast experience here where you've had a partner with whom you had such a vigorous uh, period of time that you basically didn't masturbate for a, a significant period of time, like say, because uh, I, I, I've, uh, someone I've spoken to recently who said that he, yeah, he essentially like just stopped masturbating completely because of a particular uh, relationship situation, uh, huh. because of the high quantity of sex, not low, not, not some weird, uh, like, not some like negative thing, like depression or something. That's right, just, right, like, right. Yeah. Has that happened to you? I don't know. I don't think so.
0: But this is another reason why I should chart things because it's uh, it's hard to have an objective view of what's going on here because my
1: subjective recollection is deeply imperfect. Yeah, it's relatively common on the sex subreddit to see women, well, either men who've been kind of hit with this or women come on and basically express frustration or... The, have experienced frustration of a woman because of something like, well, you know, it's, I'm totally available to him. Why does he still, you know, I caught him masturbating. Why was he doing that? Or he sheepishly admitted he was masturbating, even though I'm f- completely available to him, which is sort of, I, I sort of understand the woman's perspective in that situation. Uh, you know, she's thinking like, why can't he, <laughs> why does he need to do this still? Or why would he want right. to? Um, yeah. Which is, but I, I guess to you, I actually sort of understand that it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like if you had a woman that was sufficiently compelling and just like wanted sex a high enough amount of the time, you'd be like, you, "I could see that. I could see basically reducing that." But for you, I think you would not reduce. I think yeah, you, I do you would say so. No, I. Agree. I don't think so either. I think
0: there's some look. I prefer sex to masturbating. If but it's not exactly comparing apples to apples. They that's true. They they scratch slightly different needs, and so yeah, there are situations where masturbating can be pretty compelling.
1: Right, and the I mean, I, I think yours are different from mine in terms of the, 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 the even the scratching, the different needs. I think that uh, a compelling difference is the fact that there is no need for like emotional intimacy in <laughs> masturbation. Yeah, which I find compelling. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't want to be that vulnerable, Keith.
0: I like emotional int- intimacy, but there's still—I yeah. don't know. There's something about sex that, masturbating that—I don't know. It's—it's it's less. I don't know what use the word "chore" here. It's a bad word. It's less of a. It, it's less of an investment. You can just sort of, right? You know, start, finish, and then get on with your day in a way that you can't with a partner.
1: Exactly. Yeah, okay. I think that's
0: common let's move on uh let's get back to our one of our recent common topics which is non-monogamy this person Mm. on reddit says me and my girlfriend are in an open relationship but she broke all the rules and ignored me for an entire night while she fucked someone else (laughs) me and my girlfriend had been dating for almost a year and we decided to open our relationship as we are going to be long distance for a while we decided to set up a very clear set of rules foreshadowing which included using <laughs> protection at all times and not spending the night with someone else she also promised to record a little something for me to make me feel included he unfortunately does not expand on that uh, i wonder what she promised to record in any case however when she went on her date she forgot all about me messaged me only a few times Not sure how many times he wanted to be messaged and right, fucked. it's all strange and fucked him up to four times in one night without a condom hmm up to <laughs> yeah, It might be more than that, but that's the numbers that she said. I don't know, maybe around four. Uh, she ignored my right. repeated calls and texts and left me unable to sleep all night. She said this was revenge because I had gotten a lap dance from a stripper a few nights prior. She also fell hard for the guy and had a major crush on him for a few days. She completely broke my heart that night. What should I do and where does this leave our relationship? I have lots to say here. Do you want me to start or would you like to?
1: I would, I, there's something I would note, which is like, well, there's something that you and I were discussing, I think. I mean, first of all, like the uh, there's obvious things like what's wrong with people that they that like to three or four texts or like some kind of texting inter- interchange is like considered nothing. It's like, look, like people just require the, like the, the neediness of people in this day and age is crazy. But, but um, the other thing is like you and I were discussing like this, uh, this topic of like, what percentage of the time at various ages, uh, these people are pretty young, I know, but at various ages, like what is the ratio of like kissing? If you kiss a woman, what is the odds that you will have sex? Mm-hmm. And you were saying that like, basically it gets to the point where it's like almost one for one, uh, which I just think is kind of interesting because it's like, uh, yeah, there, <laughs> what, it, what it indicates is that like there actually aren't different levels of intimacy. There's like totally non-intimate and there's fucking. And those are the only levels possible. And this made me think of that, right? Because it's like, you have this, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's basically there. It doesn't mean anything They're They're fine. They're in this open relationship, but it doesn't mean anything for her to have some kind of intimacy with another guy. Like, no, it's it's like, look, the second anything is broached there, he's just going to be, it's just going to be like, look, she, he's just nutting all over the place. Like, it's like submissive to this new person. Uh, yeah it's great it's great
0: there's a lot of things this person doesn't say their age but there's a lot of things that imply uh, significant youth for example yes they're not going to be seeing each other for a while probably because they're in school uh the texting the right saying this was revenge because they'd gotten a lap dance from a stripper a few nights prior this notion of she fell hard for the guy and had a major crush on him for a few days which is yeah i caught that yeah uh, she completely broke my heart, which is, yeah. Anyway, this person is is young. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the problem with having your partner sleep with another person is that your partner loves it, and it requires uh, extreme emotional character and strength to not uh, feel jealousy over such a thing. And so that paradox is a big problem with non-monogamy. And this one is a particularly egregious example. I mean, I don't know what rules they set up, but it sounds like the rules were something like, you need to record something for me. I don't know what that is. You need to text me somewhere north of four times in the night. You need to use a condom. And yeah, but even then like your girlfriend is still getting plowed by some other dude four times. Like what, what's the thing that he's actually upset about here? I don't think it's that she broke these sort of bizarre rules. It's that, yeah, it's that his girlfriend was getting plowed by someone else.
1: Right. I I mean, it's well, yeah, but it's, it's that thing of like, he was expecting, yeah, people, he was expecting there to be some sort of limit on her behavior. And it's like, that's not, That's just not how society – I'm not sure if society ever functioned that way. That's a thing Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it's certainly not the way it functions now. And so his his expectation was was unrealistic. But also, like, it's – there's something sort of – that I find kind of wonderful in that, which is, like, you have all these people going around, everybody wearing these clothes, and everybody's acting, like, you know, very standoffish to each other. And then, like, just one one little thing happens and people are just fucking the shit out of each right. other. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's like, it's so bimodal and it's like, it makes it impossible to like, take, it makes it sort of a, a mental mistake to take seriously anybody's like sort of public appearance or public posture that they're like, you know, chaste or, uh, you know, Hey, I have limits on my behavior or whatever. Like there just isn't like this. Yeah. It, I just find that very interesting that that's, yeah, that's I mean- what makes me think about. It.
0: We don't know the circumstances surrounding this, but perhaps she was upset that he had gotten a lap dance from a stripper a few nights prior. But uh, she may have shown up to... uh, Who knows where she met this man? Uh, I'm using man generously, potentially boy. And uh, yeah, I mean, she might have just yeah, his experience might have been like, yeah, I was, you know, at this party and this girl like just came up to me and we talked for 10 minutes and then she was like, hey, do
1: you want to come back to mine? And it, Yeah. I mean, it's. Well, but isn't, I mean, like, I mean, there, there are various like ways in which people talk about like, because of women becoming more important in various functions in, in, in companies and governments. I mean, you know, women are mm-hmm. are much more involved than they were like however many years ago. Uh, and there's Any. a lot of commentary on that. People, people say like, it's like a uh, feminizing our culture. There's like a female dominant thing, but, and, and I think your like dating experience bears this out that like the dating circle sphere has, I think become like hyper masculinized. Like, it's like, I just don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that this type of behavior is actually what women would choose if they felt like they had a free choice. Like, I think this is, I think this kind of stuff is like actually like deeply, I realize like a woman could argue, Oh, this is very feminist because it's like, uh, they have autonomy free and agency because, over right. their body, and so on and so forth. Yeah, but but I don't actually think that's right because I think they I think that if they were given a f- actual free choice, um, and and i and this might be borne out, for example, in like lesbian relationships. Maybe I mean there may be ways to sort of investigate this that I, of course, not have not done. Uh, only mental exercises and minor amounts of reading, but like on this topic, but like. Yeah, I just I find it really hard to believe, given like sort of traditional and normal female or what I perceive as normal female behavior, that like women really want to just immediately be getting pounded by some guy they meet at a party and having sex four times. Like it's just like, look, this this is just hyper masculine. This is what I would expect, honestly, at like a uh, gay, like um nightclub or I'm trying to think like a bathhouse. It's like a bathhouse, right? I mean, that's what like I I've never been to a bathhouse. It's sort of frightened. Yeah. Me. And part of the reason is because I just expect that at a bathhouse, it's just these dudes I mean on some level like why couldn't i go to a bathhouse but i, I just figure it's so hyper masculine and it's just they're just fucking everywhere and like i don't want to yeah. have that happen to me and i just feel like this sounds a lot like that doesn't this sound like a, a bathhouse to you like it's just like bam you know just immediate sex and crazy stuff happening
0: yeah i think the sort of guardrails and norms around engaging in actual sex have definitely been lowered um just a response to a couple of things. The first is, yeah, lesbians sort of famously quickly move to intimacy, but I'm not sure that necessarily contradicts what you're saying here. I think women you have to define intimacy, right? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> penetrative sex amongst lesbians is is fairly difficult uh, without external things. And even if you are using an external things in many ways, it's sort of less intimate than, than penetrative sex with a man. Um, but I do think that generally women, boy, yeah, this is such a, (laughs) this is going to sound controversial and we can discuss whether it is, but I think generally women would prefer more courtship than men and the sort of, uh, Leftist feminist zeitgeist of our our current era is such that women are encouraged to be more free with their sexuality and their sexual experiences and encounters, and to some extent, that that appears to be a feminist, um, you know, a, a pro feminist move. But I'm not sure if you know in their yeah, I'm not sure if their biological desires sort of perfectly line up with that.
1: It's it's, yeah. it's complicated. Well, I mean, you can you can argue it from like the opposite side. You can say like, look, where did where did the various like uh, cultural courtship rituals come from? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, maybe you could say they came from men, I guess. But it I seems mean, like, unlikely. or yeah, I mean, look, look, I mean, I I feel like I know how men behave. Right. And so it's like, well, if, so I don't think this, yeah, I don't think it would be the druthers of most men to have to go through some complicated procedure lasting months to sort of court someone. And, you know, I mean, men might enjoy that, but it's like not, I mean, like, yeah, I mean like ultimately men, yeah, we were just talking about (laughs) masturbating three and four times a day. Like this is a more male thing. And so it's like, well, if it didn't come from men, if it's not primarily to suit men, it's like, where is this from? you know, what is, what is, what is this trying, who is this trying to sort of make comfortable and so forth? I don't know. It makes sense to me that this, there is some uh, female benefit that's derived from that. It also makes sense from like, uh, since the woman has to um, carry, if you're going to, if you get pregnant, the woman is really uh, the one shouldering a lot of the burden there. Um, it makes sense that she would be selective and having a courtship gives her some selectivity. It makes sense sort of historically that there would be a female desire there, but maybe maybe yeah. modern life makes it so that's irrelevant to women and and now they operate. It just, it just, all I'm saying is that like that story that I heard from that question just sounded hyper-masculinized to me. It's just, <laughs> It just sounded like a bathhouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, although hmm. the man who wrote it is feeling insecure about her partner being sexually
1: liberated. Sure. Sure. Look, I would love to go to a place where uh you just like have some drinks and then women want to fuck you four times immediately. Right. That'd be a great. I'd like I would like that. That's like uh wherever that bar is uh not the one in Tijuana where you pay for a uh, prostitute. I mean like one where they, you know, they genuine. you know, I wanted to love me first, Keith. Mhm. Do you
0: think it's safe to say that the ideal situation for men is to have many sexual partners that are monogamous with
1: them? Uh, yes. I think that – I think that uh, you're asking like what – I think that – I mean, I thought you were going to say something else. You were going to ask like, is the ideal for men to just get to fuck whenever they want? And to first order, I think that is. Although the second order problem there is that like they're, they're basically society, society breaks down. But yes, I actually suspect that the way that we, we are supposed to function, the way like uh, numerous kind of large animals behave, where there's basically a dominant male who has a lot mm-hmm. of the females and, mm-hmm. and runs off the other males or like sort of subjugates them. I suspect that is in fact how humans like kind of, there's a certain biology behind that. Yeah.
0: Well, my question is, is there a situation where women want their partner to be sleeping with a lot of other people and they are comfortable with themselves just being with him? My, I guess my,
1: my thought here is no, they want to sort of lock him down in some way. I think that biologically, like it's this is just, yeah, I mean, like biologically or in a state of nature, it makes a lot of sense that she would want the man to be uh, with her and only her because, Faithful. yeah, she wants to have his resources be dedicated to the kids she has with right. him. I mean, I think these things are kind of, people can argue about this stuff, but I think it's pretty obvious. Um, that said, I mean, like uh, there's this TV show, I really do devote more of my life than I should than probably is normal to these sort of weird sexual topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch, I have watched in the past, this TV show called sister wives that you're probably aware of, um, which <laughs> yeah, is, uh, a never seen. Wow. It's a fundamentalist Mormon family FLDS. Yeah. Fundamentalist Latter-day Saint family who, uh, where it's a single husband and four wives. And yeah, I mean like the, they have a lot of problems, but I don't think their problems are primarily from uh, from like jealousy around this kind of stuff, it's more like it doesn't interact well with modern life. And by the way, in that show, uh, like <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Uh, let's see, one of the women had like an, uh the the, the first wife now has had a uh she had a some she claims it was catfish. Basically, she had something that's like some kind of an affair uh-huh. uh, with somebody, and and the, the husband doesn't have sex with her anymore. The second wife is my favorite, but she's very, she's like obese and I suspect they don't have sex that much. Uh, maybe they do. Uh, I'm sorry to you guys if you listen and, and you do have a lot of sex. The third wife, uh, they're they're basically like just revealed that they've gotten divorced. And then the fourth wife appears to be the one, the, the youngest <laughs> appears yeah, to be okay. the man when he has sex with. And so right. it's kind of funny that like there's some kind of pattern in the show that like, I mean, I don't think that's supposed to be what like the learning channel or whatever puts on the show wants you to find, Mm -hmm. but it's actually kind of interesting that like the, like what happens is sort of what you would suspect, which is like the guy basically gravitates to the most (laughs) recent wife, which I think is kind of I mean, we've talked about this
0: before, but like in basically all circumstances, the man will choose the more attractive person, even if it's like comparing a 9.1 to a 9.0, they're almost always going to do it. Do you think that in that sort of Mormon (laughs) setup? the notion of shared resources from the man makes it a little bit easier for the woman. So in a, in a in a situation in the wild where the man is just spraying his seed all over, I can imagine the women getting upset because he may abandon them. But if they're bonded by some sort of marriage contract or some sort of understanding that they're all sort of part of a pod where they're going to be sharing resources, it might be more tolerable for the women.
1: Yeah. So a couple of things about that. I don't think that the humans in the wild would really actually be like what you might imagine a raccoon doing or a rat or something where they're just Mm -hmm. spraying their seed. I actually think even in the wild, you would have something more like, I mean, yeah, if you take like great apes or something, they have like these societal structures. And so that wouldn't, I think that to get to that level, you have to actually to the spraying the seed level. You have to go to a pretty simple animal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and and then, yeah, I mean, like, so, so, so the point being that I think that like the, Behavior that you would see with like uh, Mormons or whatever groups that are uh, polygamist is probably actually pretty similar to what humans would do in the wild. And could it be functional in both cases? Yeah, I mean, like the problem—the problem is that we—the fundamental problem is that humans have a fifty percent, approximately, chance of having a boy or a girl as an offspring. Mm -hmm. And so you're naturally going to have a bunch of boys who don't have a partner. Now, I mean, historically, maybe that was solved by like wars. Uh, or, um, you know, the fact that like the world was so large that the, the boys that didn't have a partner could go off somewhere else and conquer other people. I mean, there are various things you could do to get more partners, but I mean, like ultimately in a steady state, like it's, you can see just numerically, it stops working. Yeah. Um, One-to-one. Unless you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but on the other hand, like, it's not that surprising, like from my perspective, it's, you know, if, if you think like, well, let's imagine one in four or one in eight or something of men are going to be higher on various spectrums whether it's physical strength, IQ, creativity, whatever it is that is matters for success. Like it's not it, you could imagine a society that functioned pretty well where that one out of 4 one out of 6 whatever guys gets all the women. And then sure the other guys are pissed off and not very happy about their lives, but yeah, I mean like it just is what it is. Like they just get to beat off a lot and sneak around trying to get some sex where they can. So could there be a society that's just fully even at a steady state polygamous? I think there could. And I also think, I mean, if you watch Sister Wives, like that's not, I mean, I don't think women care as much about that as I don't think a man would like it very much. Although I realize there are some societies that are polyandrous. Um, It's less common. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess my
0: fundamental question here is (laughs) who finds it more intolerable to have their
1: partner being sleeping with other people,
0: definitely. sex. I,
1: I, it's, it's the man. It's the man because the, because it's it's obviously the man, uh, at least let's just speak like from first principles. It's the man because what's the, what, what could happen to the man? You could want, I mean, just watch Jerry Springer or what was that? The Maury show. Like the mm-hmm. Maury show basically has turned in, Maury Povich has turned into, I don't know if it's still on the air, but it turned into basically uh, parent, uh, paternity tests. Right, and the whole thing is like, you know, are you the father, are you the father? And then you know people don't want to so the point is guys don't want to have to deal with some other guy's kid, right I mean this is in, in general, I realize there are men that are stepdads and are great, but in general, it's you know it's, there's something negative there, whereas the woman always knows she's the mom, and so she doesn't face that same that same pressure. They like, oh, if somebody else slipped in here, like I could basically get fooled into caring for this child. in in this sort of complicated way. And even if, even if you're a great guy, like it's still got to be difficult. Like, let's say you raise a kid till they're 10, you love them, they're your son or daughter, and then you find out (laughs) that it's someone else's kid. And even if you still love them, I mean, my God, why you don't want, that's just a a difficult thing. It's going to be a wedge between you two for the rest of your lives. Like, and so I just think for a guy, you have much more to lose there. Uh, And then that's setting apart, like just sort of jealousies and feelings and stuff like that. Whereas for a woman, like, her biggest risk is just that the guy's attention would be split. She's not. She's not gonna. Yeah, the, the resources will be split not or whatever. Yeah, but I think. Yeah. I think like just prima facie, the risk, the, the the risk the guy faces is much higher. Um. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. Good luck to that guy with his <laughs> likely <laughs> and ex- to the sister friend. wives. Mm-hmm, yeah. Indeed. Uh, okay. All right. We have two other topics I promised in the intro, so we have to at least get to those. This person says. For sure. Well, okay, so this is apropos to a few weeks ago, we discussed a situation where a woman walked in on her partner masturbating to pictures of his ex. Do you remember that conversation?
1: This isn't going to be the one where the woman, the man was masturbating to pictures of her, is it? It is, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry oh, we have yeah. to do this. I, but That one was sort of tr- treacly. Go on. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. okay. It is.
0: Something happened yesterday, and I just don't know how to process it. Throwaway account. I'm equal parts giddy and wanting to cry. Yesterday, my husband of 18 years decided to work from home. He set his laptop up on the coffee table in the den and worked from there. The kids were all at school. I had to do some grocery shopping. I came home, and I guess I was quieter than I realized. I caught my husband masturbating to random photos of me. Not nude photos. No, just random photos of me. I wasn't sure what to do, so I quietly went back to the kitchen and made it sound like I just got home. He comes to the kitchen all normal and helps me carry all the bags in. I couldn't look at him or I would have or I would gush and or cry. He even asked if I was okay. You're unusually quiet right now. It was a little afternoon and I asked him if he had more work to do. He said morning zoom calls were over and he just had tedious unimportant busy work for the day. A few minutes later I came back into the den and pu- and put it simply and to put it simply I fucked his brains out. What should I do though? Confront him and tell him how it made me feel with the potential of embarrassing him or just let it go? Been on the fence about sending provocative selfies to him. I'm scared of stuff getting out. I think this may have changed my mind, though.
1: Okay. I have a take on this that will not be popular. Oh, yeah, are you, I, are, I are you do too. Yeah, I am. Okay. my My take is that do you remember? Well, you may not remember this, but there, there, well, there are various things like there's there was there there were various video games that had what was called a boss key. huh. Right? And you would you, so oh, you'd right, be playing right, your right, video right. game and you could push like F3 or some BS on the keyboard and we it have would the same take here. Up. It would pop up like a, a spreadsheet. Yes, yeah, yes. And so, look, what happened here? Yes, okay. So, what happened here is yes. he heard her God, This is and happen. he's I like, totally agree. He's <laughs> like, right, and his like, his his fail safe. And this is really smart, actually. It his fail was not it to, is not to put his cock away. His fail safe was to keep it out because he has to. He's, he has so little time. Right. He's like, I'll just switch to photos of her. Right, <laughs> and then she'll think, yeah. I mean, I don't like. It's possible that he was doing this. Like, you know, I mean, look, like. They've been married 18 years. And so like, I think she said, and so his memories of sex are going to be assuming he's been faithful are going to be of her. And so you never know, like maybe that's what he's doing, but, but, uh, I'll allow the possibility of course, but come on now. I mean, this
0: just sounds, and like just the naivety dripping from her writing here is yes,
1: she doesn't even allow the possibility. Uh, he just really quick with Alt Tab, just really right. quick, just Alt Tab, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and you know, he probably heard the garage door open or whatever. Like, come oh, on, for sure. But, men have a men have a lot of routines around this stuff that women don't realize. Like, like men have. Look, I mean, right. men get caught. All this stuff happens, but men have more subtlety the routines than you think. Like they've got, and sometimes the things they prepare are stupid. Yeah, I mean, do you do you have a? have you in your life, Keith had like a routine that you had prepped maybe when you were a kid for if your mom walked in or something, did you have like some thing you were planning to do?
0: Um, gosh, my parents have never heard this podcast and, you know, God willing, they never will, <laughs> but, sure. you know, because if they do the thing I'm about to say, I'm not sure if it'll scar them or not. Maybe they knew, right. You know, and so, you know, my, my little, uh, flimsy, what is it? What is it that like jet jets, uh, fighter jets shoot off to like avoid missiles from hitting him? There's like flak and chaff. I think your chaff. Yeah. You're chaff. Yeah. Like maybe it was pathetic and they always knew, but, uh, my computer was in the basement and, uh, it was not, close enough in the basement it was yeah yeah it was dark and, and dingy down there man and it was it was not close enough to the stairs that i could hear people coming down the stairs it was it was a finished basement so there was carpet and and so and the computer was down the computer room was down like sort of a hallway and if i was listening carefully i could usually hear people coming but you know, it wasn't like having a closed door to your bedroom where, like, a parent will always knock. Like, even if they wanted to let me know, you know, they'd have to wear a cowbell or something. It, it was it was difficult right. to actually announce your your arrival. And so, I was aware of this and, and worried about getting walked in on. And yeah, I mean, this isn't this was a long windup to a, a fairly disappointing story. But yeah, I would w- wear a blanket over me, but it wasn't really it was a basement, but it wasn't really that cold down there. And so I'm just, I just wonder if they knew that if they ever came in and I was
1: wearing a blanket that I must've been masturbating. I'm not sure. I wonder if, I mean, so, but there is still, like in that situation, there is still reasonable. Let's call to, it. No, no, there's still like a minute or 30 seconds. Okay. So, I mean, like, this is something that our, female listeners in alley will maybe not be able to understand, but it's like, or they maybe never occurred to them, but it, you, there's still like a period of time toward, toward when you're about to finish Yeah, when you sort of know. And so you have to sort of like, I mean, you, you don't have to, but like, it's much more pleasant to kind of n- not, not have something. Well, yeah. there's two issues really. Issue number one is if you have a blanket on top of you, then like the, the tip of your cock is going to rub against the blanket and be weird. But then secondly, obviously there's the whole semen issue. Right. And so wouldn't you still, and then all, and then also like, I mean, if someone were to walk in like during the whatever, 15 seconds of the orgasm itself, like you Mm -hmm. might not notice you might. Right. I mean, so how did you handle that? I mean, you just ran the risk.
0: The risk of somebody walking in right at the moment of climax exists, but you know, if you hmm. amortize it over the entire time of masturbating, it's it's fairly unlikely. I mean, it depends. I so mean, look, you would just, if you're in a high traffic area, then obviously that risk is increased.
1: But this, this, this was not a high traffic area. They would come down and tell me dinner was ready, or to do my homework, or whatever. Well, so what what would you? I mean, you have this specific memory, as most boy men do, men do of their boyhood. Mm-hmm. What uh what would you do with the blanket at that uh critical phase? Are you asking how I didn't get semen on the blanket? I'm worried that this is going to go a bad direction, but yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean. Uh, oh, no. Good, good question.
0: Uh, no, I would it's just. so strange. Usually masturbate into my underwear.
1: Meaning you took them off, balled them up, and held them over the tip of your penis? Or you right. were wearing your underwear? That's right. The first one? uh the, the the former i would take them okay. off so you would act, up. didn't they notice so if they came and you had a blanket on top yeah not only would you have your cock out but your underwear <laughs> would be out too you 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 didn't yeah. just lower your pants you would actually have no clothes on your lower half
0: yeah i think i experimented with masturbating in my underwear uh it's a little tricky
1: I just think like most men would just, or boys would just sort of lower them to sort of mid thigh, like taking them off completely. Like what, what's going on there? Like you just felt like you needed to
0: have oh, a lot I of room liked. to stretch
1: around with your legs. <laughs> I liked having something to catch the semen. Why not have, why did it have to be the thing you were wearing? <laughs> why not why just could, clean or something? No, no, it's just that it's just that. Let's say somebody comes and you've got the blanket there. What I was imagining is that your solution is you just quickly pull up your underwear and shorts or pants or whatever, and mm-hmm. then even yeah, I mean it's just, even if they take them up, yeah, you're very quickly. Into, you're setting describing a situation where yeah. you actually cannot think, you cannot like fix yourself even given like a minute under the blanket or say twenty seconds. Like you, you're in a really bad sort there. No, I could pull my pants up. Oh, oh, and then people you would, people, t- you people would take wonder, your underwear off. People would off. wonder
0: why I have underwear in my hands. I mean, but wouldn't people wonder why you have cum all over your hands?
1: I mean, it's uh, there's no, no, no elegant you, solution here. You would, wait, 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 wait. So let me understand this. But you had to take your underwear off before you even started masturbating, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. So this actually is a problem. Let's say your session lasted twenty minutes or fifteen minutes. Like this is a problem throughout the entire duration. We're not just talking about that 30 second critical period at the end. We're now talking about the whole session. And I don't understand, like you don't need your, so is it that you had, would you take your underwear off at the beginning or would you take them off? Would you get close to climax and then take them off? Like what was your strategy? I don't understand your confusion here at the beginning. But, but you have that, but you, you don't need anything to catch the semen for like a good 10, 15 minutes. There's no risk of having my underwear off. Why would you, this you easy some weird stuff. I don't understand <laughs> why you wouldn't just get some toilet paper.
0: I don't like how toilet paper like flakes <laughs> off and whatever. Actually. Yeah. Well, All right. I, have, I have something okay. for
1: next week to, uh, to show you. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, okay, fine. You could have had, I mean, paper towel maybe does it less. Uh maybe there's a product that's needed here like a like a semen some kind of toilet paper a cum that rag. doesn't do that that's like made well, no, out of good material and disposable disposable
0: is the key like washing Oh well, well, like, I mean look, there's it, disposable flushable wipes I mean you can imagine this being yeah. sort of a plush material something something nicer than Kleenex and not as okay. not so as you rough as that. paper towel well I don't know if such a thing All existed right. especially in the late 90s
1: I hear you. Okay. We should get on to the next
0: topic. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We're running out of time here. We've got a topic left. So uh, let's see here.
1: Yeah, man, we've
0: been talking about masturbating, specifically me, a lot today. That's fine. I don't know how much interest that is to our listeners. Uh, This person says, girlfriend gets mad and violent when she doesn't get an orgasm. So I'm 25 (laughs) male, enjoying a happy relationship with my girlfriend, 21 female of 1.5 years. We started dating when she was 19. We understand each other a lot and get along super well. But for some reason, when we have sex and she doesn't orgasm, she'll go out. She, Sorry, grammar issues in in the right here. She'll get out of bed, not talking to me, and will give me the silent treatment. This has happened a handful of times in our relationship. The other night, we had sex twice, and the first time, we both finished at the same time. It was hot steaming, hot steaming sex. <laughs>
1: doesn't sound it like say say hot steaming. Hot steaming is usually followed by a turd <laughs> right. or a poop. Really the
0: second time, I finished first and passed out shortly after. Then I woke up by the sound of her crying. I got super worried and asked her what was up, but she replied, really? Don't you know? It's always about you. <laughs> I really had no idea what was going on until she finally admitted she was angry and mad because she didn't have an orgasm the second time. I got super confused, but still felt understanding as I had experienced an orgasm, whereas she didn't during the second round. I tried to comfort her, but she didn't want to engage in any sort of conversation, and I fell asleep shortly after. That didn't stop here. She woke me up this time by throwing a glass of water on my face as I was sleeping and ran to the other room where she (laughs) locked herself and started crying more. I was shocked by her reaction and really didn't know what to do. The next day she got back to her normal cheery self. When I tried several times. Are you everything okay over there? I'm fine, yeah. Okay. The next day she got back to her normal cheery self. When I tried several times to bring back what happened, she seemed to be denial. She seemed she seemed to be in denial and managed to divert the conversation and avoid the topic. I'm really puzzled by her reaction as she has been mad a few times, this happened before, but it never got this far. I really at a loss about what to do and how I should approach this topic with her. Any advice would be greatly appreciated.
1: Mhm.
0: So this actually 4000 votes hot, really. And uh yeah. you know, the general tone was It started with you need to take better care of your girlfriend. And then a bunch of people pointed out, well, what if the situation was reversed? (laughs) And the guy didn't have an orgasm, and then he like petulantly storms around the house and throws water at his girlfriend (laughs) and like is is crying and like emotionally abusing him. Like, yeah. So, so, look, the the thing I wanted to bring up here is um, what is the right expectation? for women in sexual situations of a partner of one to two years for
1: how often they should be having an orgasm. Oh, I don't know if there's a specific right percentage of the time. I think it could be as high as a hundred percent of the time and that would be reasonable. Uh, So yeah, I mean, I think that's right. It's just that like the, yeah, reversing the genders is a useful uh, trick here to, to see how unreasonable this is. Um, I don't, yeah. I mean like it's, it's, like a lot of this is mediated. I, it's a little hard to tell from the question, but I mean, a lot of, some of this is going to be mediated by the the guy's l- lessened interest as we've discussed the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. after he nuts. So it's like sort of, there is something kind of biological and difficult there for the guy to kind of get through uh, yeah. to increase his interest level. But I mean, there's a better way for her to deal with that than to stomp around and throw water in his face and stuff, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is just vaguely...
0: Preposterous! You think a hundred percent? Okay, that's interesting. I think it could be as high as a hundred. Yeah, I think it's reasonable for them to expect that one hundred percent of the time.
1: But <sighs> I've never had a partner where it was, in fact, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I just I, I didn't want to like exclude that. That's all. Right, right. right I think right. a normal yeah, I mean, a normal expectation is fifty is something like between one third to two thirds or something is it, kind look, of normal.
0: It depends on the woman how much agency she takes in causing her own orgasms. We know that Allie, for example, takes quite little and, and requires or prefers some sort of thing from her man, prefers some sort of, uh, assistance from her man that, uh, he may or may not be as enthusiastic to perform after he himself is orgasmed. But yeah, I mean, I think. I think that in sexual encounters, men orgasm to something that rounds to 100% of the time. You know, Maybe it's 90%, 95% sure. or whatever. And women, even ones that are very comfortable with their bodies and, and know what it takes to reach orgasm, I think there's some variance in their ability to reach that in a given day. Um, and so I think that women sometimes won't be able to comfortably get themselves to orgasm. And in those situations, I'm not sure how much of the blame falls on the man. I mean, if, if it's one of those days, then what can the man be expected to do now, maybe in this case with this man, uh, she was, you know, primed and ready and perfectly able and he was neglectful, but yeah, I don't think that a 100% ratio is, is a typical
1: Expect is a typical reality for most couples. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that like the yeah the reality of this the reality of this is usually this is mediated by either the woman just thinking like okay I realize and I believe that women can almost always get there with something like a vibrator. There are things they can do like if they're sure. masturbating, like even. But I think typically, like it's either they, their desire for it isn't that high, or like there's just some sort of yeah, it's just going to take a long time. Not that compelling to them that day, whatever. And I think that's usually the mediating influence. Um, I think I, my general frame of reference here is that it's pretty unusual for the mediating influence. I know you read things online. I just think it's a little unusual for the mediating influence to be the guy just being like, no, I don't want to give you one. I don't want you to have one. Like I, I think that, I think, I think it's more, more common for the guy to not understand that she's not having one because of like the various messaging from porn or from her faking orgasms or whatever, like they're, you know, not Mm -hmm. being clear, lack of communication. So the guy thinks she already had one, or maybe he doesn't really understand it. And like, as you know, like my general belief here is there's like a widespread, well, look, everybody knows there's widespread difficulty understanding the mechanics and experience of a female orgasm. Um, But uh, the, like- but like, yeah, it just it just makes the situation difficult for the guy. But I think it's rare that a guy would like, outside of like some kind of like denial play or something, it's rare for the guy to yeah. actually be like, no, I want to prevent you from having. Yeah, I think I think most male partners prefer their female partners to orgasm.
0: Like, it makes them feel yes. manly, and it's although an it, ego
1: thing. There's a counter- and it, it's nice to make your partner feel good. Go ahead. yeah there's a counter sorry about that there's a countervailing thing there that that I just thought of and had to, I had to say it right now right mm-hmm. now um which Simple is male I think that yeah I know I think that <laughs> there's a large percentage of guys especially with this these things around like you know, women, maybe faking, maybe, maybe I like, I actually think that most, most of what people call faking in quotes by a woman is not her faking. It's confusion. (laughs) I think that women often have confusion about this and think they're having an orgasm. And so it's not even like, there's no like will to fake or anything. It's, it's, it's actually more complex than that. They could be bored and wanting the situation to end, but go on. That would be, yeah. But I mean like a woman who thinks that like, oh, this really pleasant feeling I have is an orgasm and it isn't. Um, uh because there can be different feelings obviously but but I think that like the like so I mean yeah like like in the sense of guys like like wanting they they want their their partner to experience pleasure like you said but I think that they like they that you you can freely get sort of in this in this this trap where they don't understand yeah they don't understand what's going on on the on the on the, in the other person's head and um yeah they basically have been trained to Yeah, to assume that the other person is having orgasms when they're not, basically. Yeah,
0: I think that's right. There's more to say here, but we are unfortunately out of time. We both have meetings. So that is a wrap on episode 54 of Your Mileage May Vary. Thanks to Mike for his valuable time. and Thanks to you listeners for your valuable time. You can find us at YMMVpod on Twitter, or you can email us uh, at YMMVpod at gmail.com. We'll catch you next time.